Clustered conversations. Clustered conversations. Hello and welcome to Clustered Conversations. This is Josh. And I'm Bob. And we've got a very interesting episode podcast for you today. Today, we have our illustrious leader. We have Liron, our CEO at Weka here with us. Liron, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And by the way, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I think it, <laughs> it was a great idea to start Weka Podcast. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate that. Awesome. We enjoy we enjoy the product so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, not just on not during our day jobs. True facts. Yep. Although this kind of is part of our day job, but sort of, sort of. It's a little extra. All right. It's so, just uh, a little. <laughs> so, Laurent, I mean, you've been here since the very, very beginning. This is, you know, Weka is your brainchild, along with a couple other guys who are uh, who also are here. So, can you give us a little bit of background history of who you are, where you came from, you know, and how you ended up at Weka? Yeah, so Weka is actually our second storage company. The previous one was XAV Storage. We started that, which is like a horrifyingly dating fact, well over 20 years ago in the <laughs> early 2Ks. Um, back then, what we were doing with XAV, we we're building the first tier one block storage software only company. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that we're using only off-the-shelf hardware. Uh, to make a very long story short, IBM ended up acquiring us in end of 07. Um, to, at the beginning, with, we were the IBM XAV storage. Then we became Spectrum Accelerate at some point. So if you've been buying, of no, you know folks have been buying IBM high-end block storage. It's been our previous company. Most of us left IBM in 2011 uh, after we've mm -hmm. uh, had a lot of great experience. You know, we started XCV at the very high end of the market. All of Wall Street bought like within a year. Then we, we, we were very successful going down market. But we left IBM in 2011. Basically, we felt a lot of even contempt to the overall storage market and we said we'd never ever want to do it again. So we basically <laughs> took an oath and said, not storage. And a lot of us went and we did some uh, B2C and, and and some other other companies. And the and the reason when we left IBM, we said we didn't want to do storage was twofold. One, even though we were a software only engineering the delivery was a very proprietary rack level product at XAV, but XAV wasn't unique. Actually, all of the legacy storage vendors and pretty much all of the current storage vendors that aren't WECA are selling proprietary hardware. They may say that they sell software, but in fact, if your software can only run on one or two specific boxes, it's not really software. It's really a software if it's hardware independent. Uh, being a hardware-based software storage company still limits how you can go to market. And back in 11, uh, we already identified that if this is what you're going to do, you're not going to run well on the cloud. And if you're looking at our competitors, 
Many of them have products that have very similar names to what they're selling on-prem, but they're not actually the same product that they run on the cloud as what they're selling on-prem. And even when you're looking at their cloud products, they're not selling the same product across the different clouds. <laughs> and these hardware-led software storage companies, even when they do have cloud products, they end up being different than their on-premises product. And even worse, some of our competitors have a cloud product on the different clouds, and they don't run the same product on all the clouds. So between the different clouds, you're, you're having different functionality, different abilities. They don't integrate. It doesn't work well. Uh, this is something that back in 11, we identified as a big problem and said, hey, if this is how things run, we don't want to do them. The other big problem we had back in 2011, uh, it was the heyday of storage becoming more and more and more diverse and more fragmented. You know, mm -hmm. when you had customers and they were buying data management, data storage, back in the 70s and the 80s, they were likely to buy IBM. Right. In the 90s, customers were likely to buy EMC. When yeah. we came up with XEV, there were a few large companies uh, but still, XEV and 3PAR were like the two, the two newcomers. But then what has happened with NetApp going after Unstructure and Isilon becoming and none of the enterprise-grade uh, storage solutions scaling capacity or performance, the market was getting fragmented into big data initially and the data lakes later and the data warehouses. And there are tons of what basically are niche products. So there are dozens of storage products today and each one of them only carries a few percentages of, of the market share, which, which was a problem. So across these two issues, hey, you can say you're software, but you depend on the hardware. You're not hardware agnostic. And the the storage and the data management landscape is fragmented into tons of, of little vendors. We said we want it out. Then a couple of years later, three major things happened uh, and new technologies really emerged. One was NVMe storage. Uh, which was the way of connecting Flash to PCI. Okay. And there have been the good example of Fusion IO, Virident, Violin, TMS, showing it's a reasonable thing to do. And then NVMe came as a standard. The second major thing that happened is fast networking at 100 gig. And now we have customers running at 200 gig and 400 gig. And containerized technologies arrived. And we basically came together a lot of old storage folks and said, hey, we can take these ingredients, we can look at what the market is looking is needing, and we're going to come up with a completely new novel way of solving data management. And short nine years later, we're here. So I think Josh and I both came from those uh, hardware vendors you're talking about that, that brought their software oh, yeah. to the hardware and then kind of... Uh, 
twisted them and put them into yoga positions to put them up in the cloud. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing being here, being able to install Weka on everything from a white box, you know, random Intel box to uh, Cisco to uh, a, a Supermicro Dell HP, basically anything that we can get our hands on. If it's got a CPU, a backplane, a network card, and some NVMe, I, we can usually make it work pretty easily. Well, yeah, don't forget the the cloud providers as well. Oh, yeah. Like so oh, long absolutely. as so long as there's a network that we can use that can combine together those processors and memory and NVMe, yep. yeah, it's kind of it's remarkable what well, you, what's you capable have built and install- doing. Yeah, we've installed an AWS, Oracle, Google. Yep. And, you yep. know, I, yep. I tried uh, Azure. I hear we're doing that now, but I haven't had any time to test it myself. So it's kind of fun to see, you know, how we keep expanding further and further out. Yeah, we're like really yep. bringing bringing truth to the whole promise of software defined storage, like especially when it's you know programmatically deployed in in hypervisor or hypervisor, but you know cloud environments where literally everything is in code. The, the hyper hypervisors. Hyper hypervisors. That's that's a that's a good word for it. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, and the big the big lesson we actually learned at IBM is, in order to be a good software storage, you just need to make sure you don't care what the hardware is doing, because if you rely on the hardware to fit some parameters, you may call yourself software and everyone calls themselves software, but you cannot be leveraged on different kind of hardware. And you'd, you'd be stuck to a very rigorous manufacturing process and you're gonna weed out components that aren't the same. And you know, we're now going to market through pretty much all the on-premises server vendors. We're going to market through all the major cloud providers. We can do it because we came up with novel new algorithms, data structures, control structures, network protocols that all um, the idea, the main idea behind them is making sure we can use hardware that almost works. And a bunch of hardware boxes that almost works gets, uh, gets you a very, very good system altogether. Well, yeah, uh, yesterday I was working with one of our other guys. He uh, was play- playing with a, a GPU box with a partner of ours that had oh, yeah. eight, G- eight GPUs in it, four network cards, and six drives. And we actually uh, got Weka running on that single system. So we had uh, six containers all working together, uh, actually seven, because we had one just for the front ends. And we did uh, 24 gigabytes a second of reads off that box. You know, and I, I think we can get more if we played a little more with the NUMAs, but 24 is pretty reasonable for six drives. We think Man, we it's four a... gigabyte per SSD. That's, yeah. that's not right. bad on the reads. Yep. And it's way more than what the operating system would have done by itself. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And the data is still protected. That's really what got me was that, okay, we're doing this yep. all in a single box and the data is still protected. So if we were, if we were to do that using you know, conventional methods you'd be probably doing a software raid of the nvme you'd be you know still consuming quite a bit of cpu in order to to do that sort of calculation of the parity realistically you'd probably want to do it in a raid one because trying to do like a raid five or raid six in there would really probably just be a terrible idea so you'd want to make it simple make it raid one make it raid 10 and your performance would be nowhere near what we were delivering yeah we did a it was a three it was a four plus two plus uh, spare. 
So we were able to still get protection of double failure and still continue running. Okay. So it was pretty happy. Uh, you know, I think that was a good number to show off of a single server running, you know, just the network by itself. And it was fun because we, uh, we got to play with NUMAs and multiple containers across multiple NUMA regions and uh, got, you know, just it's, it's fun to be able to experiment like that with the software. Yeah. And, you know, we've put a lot of effort to make sure the software is going to stretch. So on the one extreme, you have a single GPU box that runs a full-fledged Waka at 24 gigs a second. On the other end, I think Josh helped Oracle run a much, much bigger system. And even with the cloud, where each component, each instance gets you less performance, we're able to get two terabytes a second. So with the exact same binary, exact same software, same tools. So this is like the, the ultimate proof that you don't need to buy these niche storage products anymore. You can switch to Weka, and it's really going to stretch across pretty much any any practical uh, use case. Well, I, I remember when the first Gen 4 boxes started coming out. We were running Gen 3 in our lab, so I, I was playing with all the, the Gen 3 we had in there. We saw the performance, and somebody said, hey, we got these Gen 4 boxes we want you to install on. So I went ahead and installed. And no difference to the code. All of a sudden, I'm doing you know t- almost twice as much per core and performance for everything. It was just unbelievable. So, yep. Just worked. And, yeah, just worked. Rumor has it, Gen Five's coming end of the year. So <laughs> can't, can't already, on those. already, That's a, yeah. The acceleration's going fast because I mean we were at t- one gig forever, and then went to ten gig for so long, and then forty mm. kind of. Eh. All of a sudden, we're at hundred and two hundred. And 400, I, I think we just did a design with 400 gig, gigabit networking. And now we're yeah. talking about Gen 5. So it's a, it's a wild time, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, It feels so, like literally Gen 4 just came out last year, it, right? It like did. actually into product. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what has happened in the industry? Gen 3 was pushed a little bit too much until it was somewhat long in the tooth. And... And then the industry made the right choice and jumped to Gen 5 when it made sense, but it basically meant that Gen 4 was in the market for a shorter period of time. And Gen 5 is going to have a native support for 400 gig. Because currently Mm -hmm. you can run 400 gig with two daughter cards Mm -hmm. of twice 16 lanes of Gen 4. But with Gen 5, you have a single NIC the single PCI card with 16 lanes of Gen 5. So you can have uh, an Intel or AMD boxes. They're going to, both are going to support single single CPU quite well. So uniprocessor, they, they're going to have a single NIC or two NICs for 400 gig, a bunch of Gen 5 NVMe devices that they're going to give you twice of your four gig a second. So you should expect about eight gig uh, from a single NVMe device, the amount of density that you're going to get from these boxes is going to be incredible. Oh, it's going to be nuts. I can't wait. <laughs> this is half the fun is getting to play with this stuff. And uh, luckily, our partners you know, give us a shot to play with it because we can push them to their edges. So it's fun to see. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, it, each time this kind of new generation comes in, it's going to make our value prop 
more pronounced because each time this new generation comes, Weka is going to become twice as fast while the competition, as you know, doesn't actually get twice as fast with each new PCI generation. So the gap we that we open is just going to be opened more and more and more, and we're going to have a bigger uh, differentiation compared to anything out there. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. So moving into PCI Gen 5, looking into the future in general, what are kind of your thoughts about the future development of Weka? Where Where's Weka going into the future? So A, the real big secrets I'm not going to say on the podcast. <laughs> oh, almost. We almost, almost. got almost. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, on a very high level, because we have some very, very exciting plans, but unfortunately, you, you, you may have heard them on, on some internal calls. I'm not going to share them with the whole internet. Obviously, the whole internet hears us. Um, but, but things uh, our customers know are coming. We're going to spend a lot more energy on becoming better in the cloud, adding more clouds, providing more value for the cloud use cases. We're going to spend more energy on making sure that we're stretching systems between two different clouds, between two different regions, between on-prem and a single cloud or two different clouds for helping customers second source their hybrid cloud. We're going to make these basically seamless. So you're going to get a single stretch namespace across all. We're going to go higher up and provide better metadata services. We're going to make sure that you can run more and more of the higher end analytics use cases on Weka better than any other storage. So once you've stored something on the Weka, it becomes more and more useful to as many use cases as the customer actually requires. So, so how do we decide from like an engineering standpoint, how do we decide what features are kind of being worked on or what, what's going to come out? Is it just a, you know, somebody sends out an email survey and asks a general question as to what people want to see, or do we have a more kind of nuanced approach? So we we have, by the way, you should also have Nilesh over, our chief product officer, and he could fill up an hour with his methodology and he's great. Um, we, we have high level three different kind of of buckets where we're putting our innovation. One, some specific customer pain points. So if, a, if we have existing customers and they have something that they're trying to do with WACA or trying to migrate and they don't run well, we we would like to go and make sure we're providing the best service to our existing customers. 
Two is ideas that our existing customers tell us, hey, we would have liked to do with the worker or without the worker, and we find uh, we find it difficult. It's a struggle for us, and then we can help our customers go and and solve problems that they would like to solve, but it's difficult for them. Talking about stretching the namespace between on-premises and a couple of clouds or several regions on clouds or the different clouds. It's something that currently no one provides, but it's a highly sought-after feature. So many customers have asked for. And three, the third bucket is things that we know that are valuable, but customers may not ask because they don't think it makes sense for a worker or it's not high on their priority list. So in our current fourth generation, we've uh, we've announced data reduction. This is a functionality we believe is going to be very valuable. It's going to increase the, the usability of worker with a lot of customers. This is not something that many customers ask for, but this is something that we've identified that is really going to help them achieve more. So these are the three big buckets. We're looking at them and between each of our releases, we're trying to find a good mix between pain points, customer growth, and general, you know, reasonable innovation that we think uh, is, is going to drive more value to our customers. Does it make awesome. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a great methodology of determining how to go to get, develop the next uh, generation of features. So yeah, we definitely want to have uh, Nilish on. So that's uh, on our on our wish list. We're just trying to get the scheduling. <laughs> we did get uh, Galinsky on talking about you know customers and how they're rolling out and the support features that we have, which is always nice to see and the the happy customers and keeping us moving forward as far as that's concerned. I think we do Absolutely. need to do a little better job of collecting data ourselves on what features we need because you know sometimes people don't know what they needed and they might say something in a call and we have to pop that into our our, our list a little easier that you know it might not seem like a feature but it is and we should be thinking about it that way. Um, yeah, it's true. So, Somebody, yeah, talking about you know a, a workflow that they have or a pain point that they don't necessarily even describe as a pain point, but just something that. You know, it gets gets mentioned and maybe mentioned more than once. That you know, sounds like it could actually be something that would could be turned into a feature and a function that would make life easier for everybody. So yeah, so, so could, oh, sorry, I, go ahead. I I cherish my customer meetings. So we we've started Weka to make customers happy. You know, you you hear me each each time I address the company, I say at least once, "Hey, happy customers bring more happy customers," and the the most important thing for a product led company like Weka is to make sure our customers are ecstatically happy about what we're doing and about the the future and what they could be doing with with Weka in the years to come and each time i go and i try to visit customers as much as i can don't think i could actually see more customers with with my schedule and each time I'm there, I'm trying to solicit, hey, what? I, I understand you're happy, but what do you don't like? How could we make it better for you? And I'm, I'm getting a lot from meeting our customers and 
I many times after I visit the customer, I write some some summary. I send it to engineering. I send it to product. So uh, I think every every Weka employee that interacts with customers should do this kind of a write up after the the engagement and figure out what what the customer is looking for and how we can make them happier. So if you could wave a magic wand and you know and make a it easier for us to work with somebody or something is there like a you know a feature or a product out there or some sort of technology or partner you'd like to be closer with or work more with than we are today That's a deep question <laughs> That's a deep question Um so I I think we should spend more energy on on coming out to market with with the different clouds i think specifically around you know data reduction multi protocol these these kind of abilities these are things that are just impossible to do with anyone else out there and i I have a strong hunch that we we can do a slightly better job of presenting our cloud value prop. And it doesn't matter whether it's AWS or Google or Azure or Oracle or the other clouds. And if we go towards that direction, we, we could actually approach and help a lot more of the enterprise customers out there. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've been uh, uh, getting a lot of props from the customers we've spoken to about the the cloud that we're, clouds we're going into and working with now. So it's been nice to see. You know, we knew that was possible, and we had to overcome some hurdles that were technology based on the cloud's choices of drivers and networking and whatnot. And we've gotten past a lot of that. <laughs> and, you know, obviously we must have because we got to two terabytes a second, and now you know are, are deploying in in three clouds at a time. We got customers in all three, which is fantastic. Yep. And now we're going for a fourth. Um, in a, such a short amount of time with such such a small company, I think we've done a fantastic job of uh, building something amazing. So three years from just Amazon and Gen 3 to now we're looking at Gen 5 and three clou- four clouds. It's, a, it's an amazing run for my little time here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I guess kind of going back, I mean, uh, is there anything you want to talk about how, you know, we talked about, Weka came together because we had networks, we had Flash, we had the new computes, we got the AI workloads coming in, and cloud becoming important. Is there, you know, anything else that you can think of that popped in your head about, you know, why Weka? Why did we? How do we get here? What was it, you know, compelling after your your stint at IBM and all the storage you did, and not wanting to do storage? What was the cool factor of this this field that kind of brought you back? Brought you back, sucked you back in. <laughs> What what we've done at Weka to make sure that we can run on the cloud on the different kind of server vendor hardware is is basically change the approach that we're taking to implementing storage and the storage algorithm. So pretty much any other storage vendor has the concept of sharding the data to the mm-hmm. different boxes that optimize for locality, and yep. in 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 this system, which is like. 100% of the solutions out there, once a file system was created, once a directory was created, all the follow-on IOs 
will end up with a server or the metadata server, or whatever, that owns that file system or directory. And it means that if at some point all the clients are accessing these files or that directory or this file system, you may have a hundred no servers or instances or whatever that storage solution you're only leveraging a very small portion of it what we've done at weka is actually we've we've taken a completely different approach and we're looking at how many devices we have in the system how many nvme devices how many network devices how many cores we have and then we're load balancing everything, all the IOs, all the metadata across all the devices, and we're optimizing for low queue depth and for low latency. We're actually optimizing for both. And this means that we can use whatever hardware on the cloud because you know, even if you're running on the cloud and there is a noisy neighbor, we're just going to do slightly less work with, with that instance. But that's, if you have that's amazing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, we've seen it. I mean, it's it's nice to kind of understand a little better from this explanation of how it works. I mean, Josh and I've seen it. it kind of felt like we're doing balancing and, and full balancing, and a good idea of what it was doing. But I've never heard it explained that way. So thank you. Yeah, but think about it. We're the only storage that supports all the scaling group on the cloud. But you know, you start with a system of one size, you get that level of performance. You'll double it, you'll get twice performance, double it again, you'll get four times the performance. Now, any other storage system you've expanded will never shrink because some data landed somewhere. But And, and that's the reason no one expands cloud storage because now you're going to pay the bigger size forever and ever. It's too expensive. <laughs> True. So people just buy something that's reasonable and stick with it. But with the WACA, you can now shrink to the original double, so half of of where your your peak was, and you'll just pay for the half, and it's still okay. And if this is too much performance for you, you can shrink to the original size. Because we don't have locality, because we don't care where originally the data happened to land, and now it's the fate of, of that piece of directory or whatever, we can grow the system, we could shrink the system, and we're able to leverage 100% of the harder resource that we have. This is a fundamentally different way of thinking about storage. Uh, I think most customers don't realize it's available and possible, and they're still stuck in their old way storage thinking. But once we've realized you can build such a system with fast networking and NVMe, it was obvious we have to come back and build it because <laughs> you, 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 you just create something that is, you know, orders of magnitude better than anything else uh, in the market. It was destined to be. That's, a, that's an interesting, yeah, interesting well, story and background behind it. Well, awesome. Well, uh, thank you. We don't want to, you know, take up any more time. I know you got a bunch of meetings today and every day. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I will look Absolutely. forward to many more of these conversations in the future. So uh, for uh, Cluster Conversations, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And uh, have a great one. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next yeah, time. Yeah, thank you very much. 